Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish, a collection of Michael's favorite interviews with authors from the last 30 years through today, on the air, on radio. What sets my book club apart is that I actually read the books. Book Club is now in session. I made a list of all my favorite TV shows. How happy were you to do that? So happy that I told Dan he needed to play this song. Yes. That's how happy I was. I know what this is from, even though I'm... You know, not caught up. I hope you do. Mm. I hope you do. The great Breaking Bad. God, you um, love that. You love, love that. Okay, here's what else I love. And, I, and, and and my special guest is on hold, so I know his credentials. He's now going to hear mine in terms of taste. Okay, go ahead. All right, for better or worse. No, he, because frankly, he writes about many of these. Got so. it. So, this is in no particular order. Wow. I want to make that crystal clear. But Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. to which this song refers, of course... From the final episode, which was just tremendous. <laughs> Seinfeld. Uh-huh. Sopranos. Curb. <laughs> Curb. <laughs> the Wire. Downton Abbey. Modern Family. Californication. Episodes. Episodes just, just hasn't received the, uh, the acclaim that it deserves. Uh, the Larry Sanders Show. I miss Gary Shandling. West Wing, Homeland, Mad Men, True Detective, Fargo, Narcos. I think I'd put Masters of Sex on the list. I don't know. It would be it would be at the bottom of this list. 
Man in the High Castle, really enjoying Man in the High, and uh, Night Manager, really enjoyed that. That's good. And then if I want to go back old school, do you know what I would throw in from my youth that I think could compete at this level? Roots, and how about this one? Rich Man, Poor Man. You killed Davis Leroy. This is David Biancooley. He has written a tremendous book. It's called The Platinum Age of Television. How did I do, David? I'm astounded. I wish you would have just written my book. I could have taken a year (laughs) and a half off. (laughs) We have a lot of similar tastes. Well, here's one thing. You don't even call it curb your enthusiasm. You just call it curb. That's like oh, man. that's like, you know, calling him Barack because you're in the White House. <laughs> well, um, I'm envious I'm envious of you because <clears throat> one of the many profiles in your book and you spend time with him is Larry David and I I love the whole repartee. Yeah, no, it's 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 wonderful. Actually, I'm less impressed. The whole the whole reason for starting the book was to play like Darwin with TV and and see how TV got better and how it evolved. But to me, the better part of the book and the most fun is interviewing the people whose TV work I've loved and just having them talk about the TV that they've loved. But to finish like with Mel your Brooks. list, by the way, yeah. episodes astounds me. You're, you're the first other person I've found that loves episodes as much as I do. So what what happened to that? Matt LeBlanc, I guess, has a new show now, right? Yes, he does, and it's way, way beneath episodes on the quality TV scale. Is there any it's prospect? The sort of show, oh, wait a minute. It's the sort of show that episodes made fun of. Wait a minute. I just thought of something else. I'm sorry. I was the only I'm – ha- I'm drawing a mental block. I was the only person in the country to love this show – and then out of nowhere, they brought it back for like three or four or five more episodes. The Redhead. Help me, TC. Who am I thinking of? The Comeback. The Comeback. Yes. I loved The Comeback. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not too proud that. to say it. David, did you did you like The Comeback? I, I liked The Comeback. I didn't love The Comeback. But oddly enough, I loved The Comeback once it came back. Does that make any sense at all? <laughs> yes, it does. I must say, I loved it the whole time, including the final episode where she was on, uh, was it with Leno? I guess it was with Leno. Yeah. Anyway, let me just say again, The Platinum Age of Television is not my book. It's David Bean Cooley's book. And by day, he spends a lot of time at NPR hanging out with Terry Gross. He's a <laughs> guest host there, and he's a TV critic there. And I think the book is terrific. And the reason that I think that the book is terrific is... This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, 
Uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. And the reason that I think that the book is terrific is that it's it's very approachable uh, and it's very interesting because of the line that David draws between shows in different genres. For example, we all love Breaking Bad, but he tries to go back and tie a line from Hill Street Blues to NYPD Blue to The Sopranos to The Shield and then to Breaking Bad. So it's a history lesson and it's a refresher on all our favorite shows in between. Yeah, it's very nice of you to describe it that way. By the way, Breaking Bad is my favorite scripted series of all time, and you also mentioned my favorite scripted television of all time, which is Singing Detective, another obscure thing. So uh, I don't even have to talk on your show. You can just keep talking about the TV you like, and I'll just say well, ditto David, every you know two minutes. You know what's funny? I didn't know that your book was in the works, but I have grown accustomed to saying here you do realize we are living in the golden age of television. And then you come along and you say, essentially, well, the 50s, Lucille Ball, that was the gold. We're in the platinum age. And you say the platinum age began in 1999. How do you draw that line in the sand? Well, I had two other possible lines, which would have been the start of MTM Productions with the Mary Tyler Moore Show in 1970, and then the start of Hill Street Blues 
which changed so much in 81. But but you get to 99, and it's The West Wing, which is one of the last great broadcast shows, and The Sopranos, which is one of the first great broadcast, I mean, cable dramas. And it just makes sense. And then I thought, even though I've been a TV critic for more than 40 years, I thought it would be expected for me to go back to the older ones and say, this is the beginning. But I, I didn't want to be you know, Clint Eastwood yelling at people to get off my lawn. And I I love so much of the television from the current century that I think it starts in 1999. But what then gets left off the list as not really being in the platinum age? When did Larry, when did the uh, the, the Larry well, Sanders you lose, show? Yeah, you, Larry Sanders, uh, just a few years before. But my whole idea, the, the book does not actually begin with 1999. It begins at the start of television and builds up. And it, and. If you can imagine, remember in high school, those five stages of man uh, pictures where you would have the drawings of the Cro-Magnon that would eventually become, you know, Homo erectus. That's what I was doing with these five shows. So Larry Sanders gets singled out as a key evolutionary phase on the way uh, to a workplace sitcom uh, evolution. So they're in there. And Larry Sanders stands the, the test of time. You you reminded in the book, uh, here it is, The Larry Sanders Show had a great eye for talent, too. Its supporting cast included Janine Garofalo, Bob Odenkirk, and Jeremy Piven, and the three leading players, Shandling, Torn, and Tambor, were spectacular. Wait a minute. I just thought of something else. David, yeah. I, 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 I'm sorry. I've got to expand my list. Transparency. Ah, yes, there you go. I'm loving that. Transparent. 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 Which which I'm I'm only correcting you because it took me about five episodes to understand the pun in that title. Right. Yeah, yeah, me too. Jeffrey Tambor actually plays a transparent. Exactly. Uh, I love that show. I remember loving it when the pilot aired and wondering, well, where's the rest of it? Not really appreciating the Amazon model of sampling the audience and seeing whether they were going to uh to to bring it back hey i should say relative to you i mean a little unusual at age seven you were keeping a diary of tv shows yeah that's unusual is a nice way of putting it pathetic maybe closer but so this has always been in your blood why i became a tv critic right uh david chase you sit down with David Chase, David Chase, of course, of Sopranos fame. He tells you, I have no interest in discussing the ending. Yes. He's been there and done that. And I, I don't blame him because anything that he says to elucidate it will frustrate some people. Uh, and it's better for her to leave. I mean, what there is no more open ended ending. Uh, so why would you close it by talking about it and explaining it? In the book, you talk about having been invited to a private screening the night the rest of the world would see it, but what, an hour or two ahead of time? Only You're an welcome. hour ahead of time, yeah. just right, enough, Tell, that, just tell to, that story. Well, it was basically HBO giving New York critics uh, a little bit of a head start. Uh, because it was such a big story in New York. It was one of the handful of times in my career where they were holding space on the front page that you had to turn around the review in minutes. 
and it was going to be out there you know, on newsstands. And so there were just uh, a half dozen of us in this HBO screening room, and then we were led off to individual offices to write our reviews and shoot them off to our respective newspapers. And there was just nervous laughter afterwards. Nobody wanted to even reveal their reactions, but at least we knew that our cable hadn't gone out. Right. Unlike many who were watching it that night. Right. Do you think, do you feel differently now? I I have warmed to the Sopranos finale, by the way, in a way that I never warmed to the Seinfeld finale. I want to say something about that in a moment. But has oh, okay. time has time changed your perspective of the way the Sopranos ended? Well, I actually thought it was it was sort of wicked uh, and amusing at the time. And many of my editors, once I described and wrote what had happened, and they hadn't been able to see it yet, uh, and then once they saw it, some of them were angry at me that I wasn't frustrated by the ending. But I thought it was clever. Um, and with the even we can talk about the Seinfeld finale because I liked that too. Uh, but. I was fortunate in having taught Seinfeld as a college teacher, a professor, and I had seen the very first episode. And and so when it ends in the last scene of the finale with the same opening of the first scene of the pilot, I recognize that. And, I, and I'm pretty sure most people, you know, just let it shoot by them. Yeah, it definitely went over my head. For me, I got the Seinfeld... Uh, finale that I was looking for inside of Curb Your Enthusiasm and the way that Larry David pulled that off. Wasn't that brilliant? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And all the way down to, you know, like, where was Monk's Cafe on Mothballs? But they pulled the whole thing off. Yeah, it's incredible. And, And to be able to talk to Larry David about not only that season of Curb, which was astounding when you think about it. You have one of the highest rated series on television, on NBC, and they do a reunion show, but NBC doesn't get to have it. You know, it's on HBO. That was amazing. But also to get uh, Mel Brooks to cooperate on doing a season-long story on Larry David starring in The Producers, uh, that was brilliant, too. And and I discovered by talking with both Mel Brooks and Larry David how that came about, and it was much more of an accident than than I had thought it was. Yeah, and they didn't know where it was really going to go when they first right. had those conversations is what I learned from you. Yeah, Mel Brooks turned it down because he said, why would I want Larry David in The Sopranos? I mean, in, in, in The Sopranos, I'm sorry, in The Producers. Producers. And, right. and Larry David finally had to come up with, well, what if, I'm, what if you're trying to stop Kill The Producers <laughs> on Broadway? And then it's a perfect echo. <laughs> Uh, the um, the book contains a, a discussion. I don't remember where, but somewhere there's a television executive who is wondering: is is it just too good? Is there just too much? And this is yeah, something that, that I John wonder. John Landgraf of of FX, and it's in the intro. Okay, yes. because it makes I wonder the same thing. Because I, I, look, I like to have one good show at a time with my schedule. That's all that I can <laughs> handle. And and by the way, I have a stone cold winner right now that we've not even discussed. Which but, is? Uh, I'll tell you, The Crown. Okay. Oh, very good. You watching? Oh man, it? you have you have. It's um, okay. I'm not gonna. 
overdo this. But, but you're watching good it, right? Taste. Good taste. The Crown is amazing. I am so loving it. By the way, it, it's it's Netflix, and it's about the early reign of of Queen Elizabeth. I, I hope there's going to be more. I think it's only like ten episodes, and I'm, I've blown through nine of them. See, I'm so rationing. I, I'm only up to episode four. Yeah, good for you. Wait till you get to nine. Nine was my was my my favorite. But like people will suggest other programs that I've never that I've never heard of. What's the one? What what are what are you beyond the crown? And hopefully beyond anything I've referenced. If if David B and Cooley was going to recommend one particular show right now, what would it be? Uh, well, it's actually something else that started on Netflix, and it's just a special, not a series. But Tell it me. totally blew me away. It's. And, and you may make fun of me for this. It's the latest Werner Herzog documentary. It's on volcanoes. It's called Into the Abyss. And it's got some of the most amazing photography I've ever seen. And I've never heard volcanoes before like I've heard them in this documentary. It's, it's beautiful. And, and okay, but I, he does, I need he does a, I need a little documentary sex without mentioning I need a little Pompeii. gratuitous sex and violence. What? David, I said I need a little gratuitous sex and violence. What else you got? Oh, okay. Gratuitous sex and violence. Well, I'd say right now the show that's impressing me the most on Showtime, uh, Shameless, is is nearing the end of its season. But it's got plenty of, of sex that's not necessarily gratuitous. Uh, it's got It's got some violence in there. But it's got characters that are so well drawn that I forget that they're actors getting paychecks and I actually worry about them. See, I don't know anything about it. It's an example. So what's your answer to the question of, is there just too much good stuff out there? Oh, never. I've been a TV critic for 40-some years. I, I, I was there in the 70s when there wasn't any good TV, hardly. I'll take, I'll take a glut. Thank you. I'll work my way through it. I mean, th- th- this is as good as it's ever been, right? Yes. That, that's my book. It's better than it's ever been. I hope it lasts. I mean, one of the reasons why I think it's so good is that when I go, rarely, when I go to the movies and see previews of coming attractions, mm-hmm. I am not interested in any of it. None of it. It's all blow stuff up. It looks like it's tailor-made for a 17-year-old, and maybe it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I notice that all the A-list talent seem to be looking for TV projects instead. It seems to be the the that's my theory, and I don't know whether I'm right or not. But my theory is that when when blockbusters happened in movies with with Jaws and with Star Wars, that all those great films of the late '60s, early '70s, uh, they stopped making those, and everybody wanted the bigger pieces of the pie. And ever since then, it's been a gradual move to television, and has television has matured. Uh, with cable and with streaming, and there's been more people willing to take chances. And then the the ways to make TV with a miniseries that's a finite thing that you can get somebody for 10 episodes, television's been making all the right moves. Volcanoes. I'm going to go looking for it. Into the Abyss. <laughs> Into the Abyss. Into the Abyss. Into the Abyss. Hey, and David, I'll the book is... on the rest of the crown, and we'll be even. The, the book is really enjoyable, and I salute you for it. It's titled The Platinum Age of Television from I Love Lucy to The Walking Dead, How TV Became Terrific. David Cooley is the author. Thank you, David. Thank you, Michael. You know, if you have the same taste in books you do in TV, I couldn't be more flattered. <laughs> I, I think I do. Thank you for yeah. that. 
Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the Sirius XM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 